and I hear behind me, oh, was I snoring? And I look. Oh, no. And he's sitting like 90 degrees. He's sitting up like a taco. He stopped snoring, though. Welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode, it is week five of our summer of mentorship. As I've told you before, we're doing something a little different this summer. I've recorded a series of episodes with my friend, Cynthia Yanoff. She's the host of the Mesmerized podcast, and we are answering your questions. Today's episode, we're focusing in on marriage and the challenges of connecting while raising young children. Marriage is what got you into this family situation. And so we want to support you in that and laugh along with you. Let's get right to it. This is episode 418. Here we go. What are you Googling right now? Okay, you and I were talking about one of my favorite guests I had <laughs> on my podcast, and I can't remember his name, but he wrote a book called Married Sex. And so no. then I was going to Google Married Sex, to which you suggested that might be dangerous. <laughs> and then you know how you can click on images, right? Yeah. So then we started talking about the images. Like, what would the <laughs> what would you say? I pictured she's ta- he's taking out his mouth guard, you know, and the, like the saliva is dripping down or like a CPAP machine, you know, like it's real sexy. It's sexy. Or you're like both sitting in bed with like your college sorority t-shirt on, right? Yes. And you're like size shirt that's got holes in it. Right. And then you're reading your phone and he's reading like he's CS playing Wordle. Or... Oh, no. he's Oh, he's Wordle. got the, he's got the big book and I'm like on my phone. Yeah. You're that like, would be honey, like honey, it. tap, tap. What's your Wordle score today? <laughs> That's what the images of married sex would be. But the reason we're even talking about this is because what was the guy's name that wrote the book? I already forgot. Gary again. Thomas. Gary, Gary Thomas <laughs> was on my old podcast. He talks a lot about marriage. He's so good. But he had a book out called Married Sex. Way too immature for me to be able to cover that topic. No. And it's not something you can give someone. That like, book? No. It'd be like, <laughs> hey, friend, love you a lot. Here's a book on married sex. Kind of like. How to lose 20 pounds in five days. No, like you can't do that, that happened to my sister, a guy, Mm-mm. a friend of my parents, sent her a book on weight loss. Nope. Not no, going to happen. You. Not going to happen. No. That's as awkward as like, why did we do this to this? You remember the um, when you get married and there's themed showers and they would give like the lingerie shower, but they invite your mother-in-law? Oh, this awkward. That's so awkward. Like giving someone a married sex book. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> during this interview with this um, David Thomas. No, what's it? <laughs> Thomas. We knew a David Thomas. Too. You're tight. You're tight. You, lo- you love this. We're best friends. Whatever. Yeah. He, I mentioned I didn't have the book. And so they did what someone would do naturally. If you don't have the book, they sent me one. Heather Fadian doesn't do that. No. Um, and so not, anyway, not only that. he sent me one, but I guess his publicist sent me one, his publisher sent me one. So I had three copies of Married Sex book. And it is in, it's a, like a white book with black writing or something. It's I'm sitting <laughs> on my desk. And, you know, I have teenagers, right? And yeah, so my totally. kids are like, oh my gosh, like, what's going on in the world? <laughs> they like to imagine my kids, like that That just happened four times for, right. for our family. And so they were, yeah, they were dying with a married sex book that's been sitting out. And so anyway, in the event anyone needs an extra copy of the married sex book. Yeah, you're gonna have to DM Cynthia because she's not giving it to anybody. It's still, they're still sitting there. Okay, so let's just talk in general. 
about these things. Let me tell you one other kind of funny thing. Recently, there's a snoring issue in our house. <laughs> oh, I've got a snoring. I've got okay, a snoring I want to hear. Okay. Um, we had a snoring issue in our house. They don't cover that in the marriage sex book, no, right? No, they don't. And so there was a snoring issue, and my husband wound up on the couch, not because I threw him out, everybody calmed down, but I thought about it. And so the next day, it doesn't matter why, but my husband, we're laughing about what happened the night before with a snoring thing. And so my husband says to my 16 year old son, he's like, Brett, Brett, I gotta tell you something funny. Your mom made some assumptions last night in bed. <laughs> and my 16 year old is like, I'm gonna stop you there. <laughs> I don't need to know it, dad. <laughs> and we were like, no, it, no, it's a funny story. Nope. Uh, nope. Nope. Please. Please. Stop. please never mind. Please. Never mind. No, uh, the assumptions I made in bed were related to the functionality of my Christmas present, which is basically every present I will ever get for the next year, which is a sleep number bed. Oh, you and know you're a certain age when that's that. that and I'm jealous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's like a hospital bed, you know, where the top half sure. can move and you can go in a reading position or like your legs can go and support and have better blood flow, if you will. Well, if you will. The best feature, the marriage saver, is the snore feature oh yes i need there's that there's no going to the couch and making assumptions in bed like <laughs> this is the best well we just got in i was laying there i think it was middle of the night i get awakened by the mm-hmm. yeah there you go i know the one special sound effects by heather McVanian. um <laughs> and i you you control it from your phone so my back is to him i'm rolled over to the side i go to the section where you can put it on snore mode mm-hmm. and i hit the up button which is supposed to raise his head up and i'm like laying there with my back to him like still snoring okay this is not working okay snore feature come on up button a few more times still snoring a few more times i'm starting to get you know you get angry angry oh, taps yes angry yes. taps so then I look and I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to hit set. So I hit the set button and I hear behind me, oh, was I snoring? And I look. Oh, no. And he's sitting like 90 degrees. He's sitting up like a taco. He stopped snoring, though. I'll tell you what, it did work. It did work. But I have learned to uh, maybe check as I'm hitting the snore feature. Like, I'm just is it actually say, moving the bed? Yeah. I'm just going to say, if I'm an ICU... <laughs> Don't give her the the, the, <laughs> the, morphine, the pump. morphine pump because she's got she's a little trigger happy. Heather Fadian, little I trigger might. happy. I mean, I just want everyone to be happy, including uh, myself. Something. Okay. Mean, well, well, there you go. That's everything and more about um But our don't you feel like there's I mean it's, marriage is hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is not easy. We need books on it, but maybe not given to us by friends. We should write a book. Okay, well, they have what what to expect when you're expecting. And that's all grand. And by the way, like I needed that book. I totally asked the did. pediatrician totally did, with yeah. my first one. I asked her, I went in, I mean, ready to roll. Now I was a lawyer at this time. Like I, I kind of knew life in general and how to, but I went in with this list. You've never seen a list so long. I'm like, how do you know when to change size of diapers? No, I've interacted with you enough to know that you probably had thought I, through every scenario. I asked every scenario and my husband was like, what's going on? <laughs> okay, well, anyway, that book was very handy, but what to expect when you're expecting is great, but really somebody needed to write what to expect when you're marriaging, right? Well, when you're marrying, yeah, we need to write this. We should do that. Chapter one right here. Chapter Listen, one. can you put in a promo for our book that's coming out in two years? <laughs> two years, wherever books are sold. Totally, we'll get that on there. But um, yeah, marriage is hard, like no lie. And you know, we're joking around at the aspects of sleep, and married sex, but we didn't really go there. Which is like we won't sleep. <laughs> sleep is sleep is hard enough, and sharing a bed, let alone a life with someone. Mm-hmm. And then I know we're tongue in cheek, but 
it can be real hard. And I always, when I talk about marriage in an episode, always say, if you are in an abusive relationship, yeah. um, this is your permission to get the help you need. And if you are in a place where you keep making excuses for your spouse that it wasn't that bad, or mm-hmm. I would just challenge you, go to Genesis Women's Shelter, Google that. And there's even like a quiz you can, not a quiz, but just like different points under verbal abuse, financial abuse that maybe just look at those and see, do does this fit my marriage right now? And they offer free counseling. If you need safety, they provide help for that. And it's such a good resource, especially if you're in that place and you feel helpless. Yeah. I always want to offer hope Absolutely. to people because you can feel real desperate. Even if it's not an abusive relationship, you just feel desperate because you mm-hmm. get in these patterns, yeah. negative patterns. And we've been in seasons like that, like come to Jesus seasons of marriage. And that's real. Ever since we've been dating, my husband and I talk about synergy in our relationship, how two separate parts come together to make something even greater. And that is what I love about Thrive Cosmetics because it solves so many things in one amazing product line. They are products that work. They're also products that are clean and they're products that give back. And my favorite is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. I've told you about it before, but if you've never heard me talk about it, let me tell you why I love it. Not only does it have 25,000 or more five-star reviews, it kind of mimics last extensions without having to have the damaging glue or all the cost of it because it allows my lashes to grow. How it does that is they have this proprietary tubing formula that wraps around each lash. So it lengthens them, defines them. And then I don't have the whole clumping, smudging, flaking thing that usually happens for me with mascara, just because of the way my eyes are set into my face. It also has nourishing ingredients that support that growth, that healthy looking lash over time. My fave part is how easy it is to remove. It just slides right off with warm water and a washcloth, no soap required. It's definitely their best-selling product. If you've never tried something from Thrive Cosmetics, also check out how they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. There's no parabens, sulfates, phthalates, uh, and the performance, like I said, is amazing. And in the name, it says cause because... They are part of a mission for every purchase to support organizations that help communities thrive. Those who are battling domestic abuse, homelessness, cancer, and so many more. So when you buy their great products, you're part of the synergy, ladies. So if you need to try it out for yourself, right now you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com forward slash DMA. That's Thrive Cosmetics, and the cause is spelled out C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash D-M-A for 20% off your first order. And so we have a listener question um, that this listener wanted to remain anonymous. I'm going to read it. And I didn't make up the question. I think it's like I'm asking for a friend. No, I didn't make up the question. And this is Heather. Okay. Y'all listen to Heather's question. Um, I'd love for a mentor to talk to us about ideas, ways, and just some general encouragement for marriages in this season. And I think the season of parenting. While parenting is getting tougher, I have a nine-year-old, 11-year-old, and now is a sweet spot for a minute. But then, you know, things are getting heavy are getting hard. And I just found that when my husband and I were so intentional about our family, I feel like 
We're trying our hardest to do a great job, but sometimes when we're focused so much on our kids, we really forget the reason that we had those kids in the first place was because the two of us fell in love. So just really have some encouragement for seasons when maybe a child's going through a hard time, parents' hearts are heavy. It makes it hard to just be romantic with your spouse. Yeah. I mean, I start by saying, hey, like, kudos to you for yeah. even submitting that question on marriage. Like, you're, yeah. I think, like, you're yeah, already Yeah, because whenever right I have a marriage episode, yeah. you know which ones don't get played? <laughs> oh, really? Are those your low? The least played episodes. It's because you haven't had Gary on to talk about married <laughs> sex. Um, <laughs> if no. I had Gary Thomas on, then it would be... Okay. Right. I think that's it. That's okay. it. But no, I hear what you're saying. And hey, I, yeah, I mean, we want to we want to listen to an episode on our kids. She says it in the question. Yeah, we're intentional with our families. We're intentional with our parenting. Give me an episode on discipline. Those are the most popular. Oh, marriage. That's hard. I don't want to listen to that. Mm-hmm. I reckon. And yeah, I don't think any I think there's very few people that would say kind of like prayer. I don't know many people would be like, I'm really good at that. And I'm not sure there's a ton of us that would be like, I'm really good at marriage. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, if they I do, you might not want to. They're not be our people. With them. Yeah. They're not our people. I mean, I think there's many of us that would say like, I feel like I have a good marriage, but in feeling like you're doing all that you could be doing to make your marriage strong. I don't think any of us feel that. And so I, I feel that question. And I also say, I love that she's saying like, we have a minute right now. And, mm. and I would just say, wherever you are, Heather, I know you'd agree with this, wherever you are in your parenting journey, like now's the moment to invest yeah. because there, it just, it, if what's that expression, you know, people always say, like, if you wait to have kids till you financially can do that, you'll never have kids. Yeah. I feel like that's marriage. Like if you're yeah. waiting for things to slow down, for the kids stuff to slow down for um, a breather, you're probably not going to get that. Mm-hmm. And so now for me, I'm even looking at, you know, I, I have a college kid, a high school kid in a, in a kindergartner and there's literally no time of the day. It feels like, cause my high schooler is up really late and then my college kids home. Right. So every, I mean, they're, they're ready to go at 10 30 at night. Like, let's go, yeah. let's talk about everything. Let's go get ice cream. And then my little ones up at like six 15, six 30 in the morning. And it just doesn't slow down. It doesn't feel like. And so the time yeah. to invest is like right now. Yeah. To plant a tree yesterday. That's the time. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I don't know about y'all, but we had our kind of breaking point of, oh my goodness, we need to make this a priority and we got to stop putting all our attention in our kids when my second was about a year old. So we had mm. the three-year-old and a one-year-old and just realized how we drifted apart. Like we were each kind of taking care of one kid but then that separated us Mm -hmm. and so we put some things in place but I yeah I agree with you wherever you are and you're feeling it now is the time if you haven't made it a priority because I don't know it's just it's hard to connect you know it is hard to connect it's hard to learn how you best connect Mm -hmm. like what do you and Mike like to do to connect okay I'm not gonna talk about married sex no no gosh cue the music <laughs> cue the music emotionally I'm connect no i agree um this well let me ask you this first nothing yeah. like answering a question with a question yeah do you think the way that you connect with your spouse changes over time mm. has it changed i think i am a different person yeah from the too. beginning of marriage for sure i mean i was all of what 22 years old yeah baby because I think what I think what we've got to realize is sometimes we're trying to connect on a level that was connectedness in a whole different phase of life. We were different people. Like I was a lot, maybe a lot more fun, a lot more like, woo, let's go do this or try that or whatever. When I didn't have. So three, you're not fun anymore? Not so much. When I had three kids under the roof. But but I would say for Mike and I, um, what's been really 
invaluable is figuring out what helps us connect to each other. And so I'm going to go super crusty. <laughs> that's my teens call it, by the way, when I reference something crusty. old, they're like, that is so crusty, mom. That's, okay. Um, so this is like, this is like crusty. I'm going old this is school. This the segment that is learn the teen lingo. Crusty. Right. Oh, that got, and Riz. I'm going to just show it. Riz. Riz that Do you means, know Riz? Yeah. Riz means if you've got game, like your like charisma. Yeah. And then also W Riz, L Riz. W is like winner, like good Riz. Okay. And then simp means like if oh, you, you're trying to get the attention of the girl by like kind of dissing your guy friends. Yes. Simp. And so then you agree, you agree with anything someone says. And you're like, they're like, you're such a simp. But you're just trying to, yeah, you're just trying to get their approval and acceptance. I yeah. can't believe we're offering all this great information for you. That segment's done now. Teen talk. Teen talk is finished. <laughs> okay. Back to marriage for a second. I can't imagine why these are such low listen to <laughs> Episodes. Okay. <laughs> These episodes. Okay. But let me let me say this. I going crusty. I remember when Mike and I read that Love Languages book. I don't know who it, wrote it. I think Mary Gary Chapman. <laughs> you just pulled it out. I didn't even get to Google it. I don't it, know. I could be wrong about it. It's Gary but, Chapman. But it is Gary. It's not Gary Thomas. It's Gary, Gary Chapman. Chapman. All these mm-hmm. Garys. But here's what you that I think I learned about in that book all those years ago. And I think my husband and I maybe read it or whatever. And I remember learning that the very things that he was trying to do, that he was trying to provide connectedness were not connecting with me and vice versa. Yeah. And so he would always like buy me nice gifts or those, you know, like those kind of things. And I would be like, oh, okay, thanks for the nice <laughs> gift. But, and I would like have the house spotless when he came home at night. And then like, I realized one day I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm trying to love him and give connectedness in the way that would work for me. But it is me. It's yeah. lost on him and vice versa. And you know what? Like that was like a turning point for us. Even now, we, mm-hmm. it's still, this was years and years and years ago. Even now, this last Christmas, my husband bought me, he buys me really nice Christmas gifts, okay? Like, really nice gifts. I do not care. <laughs> I, like, and he knows, and we laugh about it. Like, he'll listen to this, and he'll laugh. And so, sometimes I've been known to, like, have all the atmosphere, and the house is decorated perfectly, and we've had the hot chocolate bar, and the people come over, and we've done all the activities. We've caroled, and I dropped a poinsettia at the nursing home. To me, like, and he's like, who cares? Like, did you get me anything cool? And so, it's interesting how we're, we've learned so that. So, you're, you're yeah. um, acts of service. I'm acts and, of service. And he's gifts. Yeah. Vacuum my house. Don't buy me <laughs> yeah, anything, same right? for my mom. That was growing up. Yeah. What my about dad, you? My dad would surprise her with, like, a new car. She's like, well. Yeah. I got a car. I got a car. Yeah. What um, about you? What are, What is your? I think um, Bruce would say that mine are all. Mine's all of them, <laughs> <laughs> and that you always want the ones you're not getting. Interesting. Um, but if I had to like pick one of the five, like this is, I need this or else is quality time. Okay. And then his would be words of affirmation, and I'm not so great at that, and he's not so great at the quality time. He's a doer. And so the way that we've gotten around that to meet my needs Mm -hmm. is a Saturday morning walk where we can connect. And my listeners have heard us talk about that before, but. Okay. Well, I need to know that to me. Yeah. Like like it's just like minutes, a quick walk. No, like an hour. I mean, it's like the morning on Saturday morning. And to me, it's where we catch up on life Mm -hmm. and I can connect with him without any distractions. Like the Mm -hmm. most distracting thing is managing the dog, but like that's nothing. That's. Um, a lot of focus time. And so that has met my love language needs. I need to work on meeting his right. love language needs. Or you could always focus on love nuggets. No, don't say that. <laughs> Once again, cue the music. I'm out. What's a love nugget? It was a guest I had on the show. We were talking oh. about your guest, my guest. Um, Gary Thomas? No. Mary Sex. I don't remember their names. Uh, but they 
talked about love nuggets and <laughs> and I shared it in an Insta story and my friend who is awesome. She's a extra in Walking Dead wow. episodes, wow. which I mean, cool chick. She though hilariously responded, "That's what we call my dog's poo poo in the backyard." <laughs> Love, love nuggets. nuggets but you like go their suggestion was you you know have a conversation whether it's over dinner or whatever and just say what would be five love nuggets ways that i can show you love whether it's making your coffee the way you like or leaving a little note of encouragement somewhere or like a gift like a buying you a bag of your favorite candy what's a small little act that would communicate to you mm-hmm. love throughout the week and the key the thing we ran into that was a problem this can't become a bash them by mm. saying what you wish they would do like mm-hmm. i a love nugget would be you stop criticizing how i load the dishwasher that's not a love nugget <laughs> that's a backhanded that's a, a criticism poo. yeah it's a loaded dog poo <laughs> so yeah no i agree like learning your love languages how you connect communicating well, how you feel love like even just I don't know, wiring, like knowing how they're mm-hmm. wired, I think provides more grace for the person. Mm-hmm. Learning things like street fighters and realizing how Bruce is differently wired than me so I don't take things personally right. that he's doing or even, I know Enneagram, we're not supposed to talk about it, but even that, like I think gives more grace to people in my relationships. It helps me recognize, well, this is just how they are uniquely wired and how they see the world. And to not expect your spouse to see the world you, the way you do. Right. And we're not going to talk about the Enneagram because no. that gets us a lot of hate mail. Hate mail. Okay. But since we're on Heather's platform and not mine, <laughs> let me say one thing about that Enneagram. And again, oh. I'm not selling anything. If I might just say one quick thing. Only I, if it's covered in grace. There's two scriptures around each. I've got a it. A scripture sandwich. I've got it. Like, listen, Jesus. I love Jesus a lot more than I love the Enneagram. I need y'all to know that. But yeah. I will just say this. It did help me a lot understand um, in, in some ways, just kind of how he operates in his thought process. And I think not Jesus, yeah, Mike, right? Anything, Mike, not Jesus, anything you can do to help you further to deeper understand what your, your spouse and just stay curious and they're changing beings. And like, um, even just now your sweet husband walked by and he said to you, you're so incredibly cute. It, and I was like, I should say, thank you. That would be weird. If I did, like he was talking to me, but like that, like, you know, you can tell from that. He loved like words yeah. of affirmation mean yeah. a lot. It's probably yeah. lost on you, but that was so sweet that he, he said that and so I would say like here's my two things one there's not going to be a better time to do it so now's the time to invest in your marriage like and if you really are like that's the last thing I want to do that's probably really important time to do that and I've lived that I've been in that season where I'm like I got a hundred things to care about and this ain't one of them at the moment so that's probably when I need it the most so one do today what you what you need to do today and then two get curious ask questions I had this pastor on um Steve Frizzell that was on my podcast one time and he talked about how he just asked his wife, he's like, you know, what are three things that help you feel connected? And I would say, take it a, a step further and say, what are three things that are disconnecting? Yeah. Like, are there, tell me are about there, that. Are there things that are disconnecting? You know, I mean, I'm sure Mike could, we should probably call him Mike and Bruce and be like, you sit <laughs> on it. They could, they could do their own podcast and say yeah, a, lot. a lot. But I know Mike said one time, like he said, you know, I feel disconnected from you and our family when something comes up at the dinner table and you immediately jump in and answer the question. Like if our kids ask for permission to do something or whatever, like I just jump in. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Or no, I don't think so. We have blah, blah, blah. Because listen, Heather, <laughs> who makes 99% of the decisions on Right. Right. On ordinary kid stuff. I'm not bothering with them. Like, no, that I don't call him every time we need to make a decision. I make a thousand like you do, like everyone listening does a day. Well, I didn't realize that when he's sitting there, it does come off. Like it made him feel disconnected. Like Mm. that. I just am going to jump in. Here's what we're going to do. 
Mm. And so I would just say, yeah, get curious on that. Y'all know I'm a big fan of Thrive Market. It is my go-to for organic groceries and household essentials and basically clean products. If I'm looking for something specific, I'll go on their website and I will search for it. I love that I can read the nutrition facts right there on my screen. It also saves what I've bought in the past, which makes it really easy. And we all know making good purchasing choices can get expensive, but I'm thankful with Thrive Market. I always save money. So on my last order with $50 worth of things, I saved five, which is 10%, but then also got a free $24 gift, which are these digestive water enhancers by Megafood. It's basically like kombucha, but you just, it's in a little packet that you add to your water. And what was great with all Thrive Market things, I could look at it and pull up the nutrition facts on the back and read. And so if you have as a family special allergies or diets or restrictions you are looking and trying to solve for, Thrive Market makes it really easy to do the research on those things. And I'm trying out a new mineral sunscreen, an SPF 30 by Babo Botanicals that I was able to read reviews and kind of see like, is this one, does it work? Is it easy to use? Is it going (laughs) to like be too thick to rub in anyway? And I just was really thankful that very quickly I could figure out, is this product for us or not? Now, if you want to go check out Thrive Market, when you join, you're helping another family need the ultimate Don't Mom Alone because there is a one-for-one membership matching program. So you join and then they give a membership. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today. Get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash DMA for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash DMA, thrivemarket.com slash DMA. Hey y'all, summer unfortunately is coming to an end, which means a lot of you are ramping up for school. It's all about making that transition smoother and easier for both you and your little ones. And guess what? Our amazing sponsor, Mr. Penn, has got your back. Mr. Penn is the go-to destination for all your back-to-school essentials from pens, pencils, highlighters, notebooks, planners. They've got everything your child needs to conquer the new school year. They have sent me some of their products and one of my boys is already using the highlighters for his summer reading and several friends of mine came over with their little girls and I was able to pull out my Mr. Penn markers and they had a blast. Mr. Penn was started by a Christian teacher who saw the daily struggles of students and other teachers They have over 100,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Their products are legit, so affordable, and they get to your house so quickly. Moms, don't stress about the back-to-school shopping frenzy. Instead, head over to Amazon and buy it quickly, affordably, and easy with Mr. Pin. If you buy Mr. Pin on Amazon, make sure you use the code HEATHER10, put the number 10MP for Mr. Pin, at checkout and get 10% off your first order. That's Heather 10, the number, like don't spell it out, right? One zero M P for Mr. Penn at checkout and you will get 10% off your first order. And then the other thing with marriage that I think is important 
you know, I, I liken it to the foundation of our house because, mm. you know, like we just had to have foundation work. We live in Texas. It happens sometimes. And so the soil shifts, right? And so we had to have foundation work and it was literally like two Disney trips worth of money for a foundation work on our stinking house. And I always, I, I kind of laugh out this, but I'm like, you know, nobody's walked by my house and been like, hey, hey, flexing <laughs> with your new foundation over there, are you? No, like. Definitely not like a new bathroom or a no. kitchen or something sexy like or, that. Or no. you're repainting it, putting in the cool yeah. you know, black drain pipes and all the things Ooh. everybody's doing no Mm -mm. literally we put in like 19 piers because (laughs) our house was like apparently crumbling over there and so nobody's combined nobody said that's cool nobody's affirming nobody's pat us on the back like hey strong work you guys on doing that (laughs) none of it but literally it's the most essential thing to our house is that the foundation is solid and which obviously that's what jesus is talking about like you've got to be built on a solid foundation because the wind and the storms will come. And so what are the peers that we need to be putting in place that no one's going to, no yeah. one's going to affirm our kids aren't going to get excited about the date night or whatever the thing is you're doing, or, um, you know, the quick getaway for the weekend, which is super, super important yet you're missing the select baseball game and the play and all the things. Yeah. None of those things are going to get applause, but those are just like, you're putting in the peers yeah. because when the, when the hard comes, like you've got to have that solid foundation. And so I've learned that both ways. I've not had the peers in place and I've attended to what seemed like the most important, significant things in the moment that were came at a price to my marriage. And then I've gone through seasons where I've realized like, I don't have time not to be invested in this relationship for yeah. my sake and really for my kids' sake. They yeah. need that relationship intact. So yeah, and yeah, research shows that that's true. <laughs> what did you say? I said research shows. Research. Oh, I thought research. she was. I was really hoping she'd quote scripture. Apparently, that wasn't coming. <laughs> that's so coming. <laughs> research <laughs> says. Um, no, I agree with all of that. And my two cents would be: one, do the work for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like this marriage starts with your end and I know when things are rough in our home it often is because of my own junk and my own brain yeah, space and same. my time I need to go to the counselor you know you kind of yeah. are like we need to go to counseling well what if I just do maybe mm-hmm. or I need to make space so that I can meet with God and do that foundation work in me and I might need to take the first step towards my spouse and like offer yeah. The peace offering or the love nugget, whatever. No, <laughs> no, ma'am. We are not going to talk about those. <laughs> and then my other piece of advice to this listener would be, like you said, just start now, but maybe consider, you know, daily connection points, weekly, quarterly, mm-hmm. yearly, so that you're making that a priority. And so your kids see that it's a priority, that this relationship matters to you. I, my husband talks about he remembers after dinner was done, he and his parents would be in the kitchen while his dad was doing the dishes. And that was he knew that was their time of mm-hmm. connecting. And he saw that. And I feel like our kids have seen us prioritize our marriage over other things. And and I do think it matters. I think it matters to their future relationships and just their security of knowing. And if you're in a hard place, you don't really want to be with your spouse. Like, that's real. If you hear yeah. me say walking for an hour with my husband, I've had friends say, that sounds miserable. I know we'll just walk around. My husband won't talk. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe give it a shot and maybe lower your expectations of what it is and do your part on your end and allow them to respond and they may surprise you. Yeah. Expectations is such a critical word too. Mm-hmm. I think that that we we do need to check in on our expectations and, and community. I know for me, I've just, there's been so many times where I've been looking at someone else's marriage or yeah. how somebody talk else's husband operates. And, um, or, you know, like it looked flashy and it looked this or that or whatever. And, you know, the, the second and third homes, or maybe they're, whatever the things are that you might be tempted to look at 
Um, maybe their, their success, outgoing. whatever their success whatever that looks success like. Success is yeah. yes, and and I, I mean I think a couple things. One, I I think that we've got to put people around us that that really believe in our marriage, yeah. that are supporting us and propping us up. That you know when we want to bash on our husband or whatever, they're just not going to be a part of that. Like yeah. I just think I don't know. I mean, just agree. Yeah, it. and I think just knowing, appreciating your your spouse for who they are, not comparing them to other ones. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've told you about this one time, but so my husband wrote a book. He wrote a book. Yes. Now nobody needs to Google that. Is because, it called what to expect from your marriaging? Yeah, he did. I mean, I think <laughs> no. he's writing it right now. He's knocking us off. <laughs> um, he wrote a book on um, ordinary events, like growing up in his life, um, just growing up non-Christian and becoming a Christian and all this stuff. And so he went to get an agent and you and I know all about this, trying to get an agent and try to get published. And, and he got no hits. Like it just didn't have any luck. And so he said to me one day, he's like, I just don't think ordinary sells. And mm. I was like, man, we could talk days about the fact that ordinary doesn't sell in today's culture right and so it was close to christmas time and he had it printed out like at you know like the local kinkos or whatever it's called that makes copies of and it was like one of the presents and so i open it and i mean he's falling over himself to apologize for this he's like oh my gosh like to him it's not like an expensive nice gift like he's used to right he likes gifts right yeah yeah yeah. and so he's like totally like uh this isn't really the gift like i really got you stuff this is just like a whatever and he's trying to explain it and so i think back that day because i went and read this whole book later Right. And I look back on that. I'm like, the very thing he's apologizing for the most has been the greatest gift he's ever given our family. And it's his willingness to live in the ordinary and to appreciate it mm-hmm. and acknowledge it. And I've seen him turn down job opportunities that would have been huge, but would have taken him away from us. And I've seen him do the hard nitty gritty when it'd be easier to cut corners. I've seen him do these things that maybe didn't get him fame, status, wealth, whatever, that looks really glossy and sexy across the street or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. But in that ordinary, I've seen him pursue God every single day and pursue our family. And I would just say like, thank goodness that he got comfortable in the ordinary. And that may not sell in today's culture. And I'm the first to buy into looking around at everyone else and, and being like, oh man, I wish it was this or that or the other. Yeah. But no, I think that expectations. That's, I think expectations and that's where community that you can have authentic, real, vulnerable, where they're showing their underbellies of hard so that you don't believe that false lie that it's hard for us because something's wrong, which right. is a lie that I've had a sibling, a spouse, you know, of my one of my siblings want to end their marriage because they made that wrong assumption because it's hard. We shouldn't be married. And mm. it's like... I'm really grateful that we have friends we can connect with, mm-hmm. share when we're having hard moments, they can share with us, and we can support each other, like you said, and mm-hmm. they can be for our marriage and for its success. And that even this past Sunday, like we can show up with our heart and our disconnect and they can remind us of the truth of 24 years of marriage mm-hmm. and just like this isn't my our first rodeo, the long-term view but then also just have fun with us in the midst of that. Like, right. yes, it's hard. But you know what? Let's go to El Ranchito and let's have a mariachi band Beg your blare pardon? the trumpets in our ears. Yes. We've had friends call up and say, hey, <laughs> this is the longer story. You know what? We'd love to have dinner with you. We're just in a really hard season in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And so I told Bruce, would you make a reservation for like for a restaurant? They just want to have a you know, more serious talk with us about their marriage. <laughs> with the mariachi. <laughs> so he goes on whatever – open table or whatever and sees this Mexican restaurant's really mm-hmm. highly rated. So he makes a reservation and they really had communicated to me a quiet restaurant where you can have a serious conversation. <laughs> we should pull up and not only are we one of the only Caucasian American families there, uh-huh. it is very loud. 
like very loud, very, very loud. And so they show up and I'm like, well, this isn't quite what you were expecting. And so we're trying to have a serious conversation. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> not one, but two mariachi bands, yes, they did. two different songs come out, I start blaring and lights like disco lights uh-huh. start going off in the restaurant. And we just start laughing and we've not laughed. So I mean, that is what they needed. They were like, thank you. Just we need just needed yes. to have fun and remember we can have fun. And they'd gotten a little bit, everything had just felt heavier than it was necessarily. Yeah. And so not that you, I mean, Is definitely your- have the serious conversations in the quiet restaurants with friends, but also have people that you could just Lighten celebrate up. life with, Lighten you know, and now- remember that you enjoy your spouse. What did you enjoy? Maybe you've changed, but there was something you fell yeah. in love with, like she said in the question, like remembering the person you fell in love with and why. Have you been back to El Ranchito? Oh, many a time. Many marriages saved by El Ranchito. So, so, so some of the like, I'm using air quotes, some of those Christian famous people are like planning cruises and some are taking yeah. groups to Israel. Totally. Like Heather McFadden, you come to Dallas and you may go to El Ranchito with her. <laughs> Marriage retreat at El Ranchito. At El Ranchito. And yes. I'll be over in the corner um, asking my husband to vacuum my house and giving him a gift. <laughs> a love nugget. <laughs> What to expect when you're marrying? Available in stores in 2026. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, y'all, for listening. We have one more week of the summer of mentorship with Cynthia, and then it's back to regular scheduled programming at Don't Mom Alone with some great interviews I've already gotten to do. Just wanted to let you know one more little idea for a way to connect with your spouse if you are busy parents on the go. My virtual assistant reminded me of this and she said I didn't say it in the show. So I'm going to say it here. I wrote about it in my Don't Mom Alone book. Basically, as a way to connect to start the day, Bruce and I meet in the kitchen, hug and pray for one another. And I'm not talking long hour prayers, y'all. This is like a quick pray for my own day, pray over Bruce. And then I hear him pray for his day and he prays over me. And it's just a way to kind of hear what's heavy on each other's hearts and like, what we're what we've got ahead of us that day and just felt like a great connection point. To be honest, we haven't done it this summer. And I probably probably need to, because we're still like it can feel like we're passing ships in the night. So I hope that this encouraged you to be curious about your spouse and to figure out what matters to them. I was reading in Ephesians about uh how our words matter and to build up and um I think it's a challenge as moms, um, especially when we're exhausted, to uh, remember who we fell in love with. So I hope this episode reminded you of that. I also, every time we talk about marriage, I'm just, I just want you to know that I get marriages are really hard. And I also know that some of you might be walking through um, some infidelity and abuse. And I mentioned that in this episode. And so hear me that I'm not saying ever that all marriages are perfect. And I hope that I reiterated that in this episode and you heard that. Um, I know it is challenging. And so I'm going to pray over all of us. Lord, I lift up moms and the dads that are listening. I know that there <laughs> being in relationship with others is hard. Marriages, friendships, our kids, I know that there is plenty in our own hearts and minds that we are working through and working with you through and that you are capable of healing those things. Lord, I know discouragement can creep in. I know that we can wander from you. And so, Lord, for whether it's a husband or a wife who is overwhelmed with the state of their marriage right now or the 
the ending of a marriage, you would meet them right there. You know exactly what's going on in their story. And so Holy Spirit, move in a mighty way. Do things that we can't imagine. If they're so tired of praying for a spouse to lean on you, then Lord, I pray right now for that spouse, for them. Let me help them hold up their arms in prayer and pleading. I pray for a renewed hope that you are a God of restoration and nothing is too far gone for you, but also that if the marriage has ended, that that is too far gone from whatever new thing you have for them and relationship you have for them, Lord, that they're not, most of all, that their relationship with you would grow. And so um, I pray for encouragement, hope, comfort, surrender to you. I pray for bravery for any mom or, or husband who's in an unsafe place, that they would reach out for help and receive that help. And Lord, I thank you that we do not walk alone on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, y'all. I know lots of hurting people out there. And I know this is kind of like a light summer series, but I am really burdened by the realities of a lot of marriages right now. And so we have done a lot of episodes on marriage. We have linked to them in the show notes. Um, Also remember, use us as an excuse to gather with your friends. Tell a couple friends, hey, you want to listen to this podcast on our own and then get together and talk about it? We have discussion questions. I put them in the email I send out on Tuesdays. You can sign up for those emails at olaheather.com. Also, there is a Facebook group that we have for podcast club leaders. This is not a long-term commitment, y'all. This is very organic. We just want to help you to get together with people. And so if you go to heathermcfadden.com forward slash join, you can sign up for that there. I'm just thankful you're along for the ride with me. And thank you for all your super kind texts and messages. I just feel like anytime I have a moment, I get a really encouraging message from y'all. So thank you for that uh, and for sharing shows and just being awesome. I will see you back here or (laughs) not see you, but you know, you know, I'll see you back here next week. Adios.